0: The richest, most powerful place on earth.
1: iHeartRadio is number one for podcasts.
0: Tuman Bay. Bay. The truth makes us strong.
1: Listen to all episodes of Tuman Bay seasons one and two now for free on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, W226BT Orlando and W231CT Orlando, News Radio WFLA Orlando and iHeart Radio Station. Good
3: morning, Orlando. Hope you had a fantastic weekend. Thank you so very much for being with us bright and early on a Monday for our first look at Central Florida's news, weather and traffic. On News Radio WFLA Orlando, now on FM 94.1, FM 93.1, and
4: still on AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger, And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour, gas prices could see a holiday jump more in one minute. Shifty shift,
3: shifting on impeachment. Let's talk about it next on Good Morning
4: Orlando. 601 on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Gasoline prices in Florida might be going up just in time for the Thanksgiving holiday. AAA is predicting a possible rise of 5 to 10 cents a gallon this week based on an increase in wholesale gas prices. The current statewide average is 236. In Metro Orlando, the average is 228 a gallon.
3: Gas bought up to 217 a gallon at a couple of stations coming in in Seminole County. Maybe it's time to play beat the truck, as in get out there and beat the next fuel truck which will carry those higher prices you're warning us of.
4: Thank you, GasBud. AAA, meanwhile, warns the tens of millions of Americans planning holiday travel to do so early.
5: If you're traveling by air to your Thanksgiving destination and haven't booked your ticket fly if you can today. Monday
6: really beats the rush. It has one of the lower ticket prices. Probably going to have less people at the airport.
5: AAA's Jeanette Casalano says Wednesday's the busiest day for travel. On Thanksgiving Day is the least busiest. Some 55 million people are expected to travel 50 miles or more by air, car, and rail. Top destinations for Thanksgiving this year, warm weather climates. Orlando, Anaheim, Las Vegas, and Hawaii. New York City also making the Top 10, Jeff Manasso, Fox News.
4: Let's go to Orlando for the holiday, should well, we?
3: Well, <laughs> here they come by the millions.
4: This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A traffic crash in Brevard County leaves two people dead. The highway patrol says the driver of a motorcycle was northbound on US-1 in Mims yesterday afternoon when the motorcyclist lost control and the bike flipped. The two people on the bike were thrown off and sustained fatal injuries. They were not named, but troopers say they were a 72-year-old man and a 59-year-old woman, both from St. Cloud. House Intelligence Committee Chairman Adam Schiff says the decision to impeach President Trump is not one he's making alone. On CNN's State of the Union, the California Democrats said the decision on impeachment is about whether the Founding Fathers had in mind this kind of misconduct when they gave Congress
7: this remedy. Takes that office uses it for their personal political gain, sacrifices the national security to do so. If that wasn't what the founders had in mind, it's hard to imagine what they did.
4: Schiff added the Democrats are not waiting to call more witnesses because they're not willing to simply allow those witnesses to wait them out He says the facts are already overwhelming, adding Democrats are going to continue their investigation.
3: And we're going to try to help Schiff out here in a moment, so be ready, everybody, because I've got a question for you right after the news.
4: U.S. Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg is resting at home after spending part of the weekend in the hospital. The 86-year-old Ginsburg was admitted to Johns Hopkins Hospital in Baltimore Friday night after experiencing chills and a fever. In the NFL on Sunday, Ryan Tannehill threw for 259 yards and two touchdowns and ran for two more as the Tennessee Titans beat the Jaguars 42-20 in Nashville. Jacksonville running back Leonard Fournette ran for 97 yards and two touchdowns and said it was a frustrating defeat. I think during this
6: time it's kind of difficult, you know, to, to really uh,
4: exemplify that, show that to the guys, you know, especially in a uh, losing point. You know, especially like the last two games, very frustrated. You know, not getting the ball. In Atlanta, Bucks quarterback Jameis Winston threw three touchdown passes in Tampa Bay's 35 to 22 victory over the Falcons, and the Miami Dolphins lost to the Browns at Cleveland, 41 to 24. WFLA news time is 6:05. A Navy veteran found inside his own home had been dead for three years. That story is online at wflaorlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News
2: Radio WFLA Orlando is available everywhere with the iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeartRadio station. Good
3: morning, Orlando. Great to have you with us on the 50,000-watt front porch. But heading around Inspector Michael Yaffe and Melissa Fox until 9 o'clock this morning, We're going to start out on the impeachment front, and we're going to try to help Schiff understand what it is that Trump, had he done it, would even have his most ardent supporters saying he should be impeached, convicted, and removed from office. It is nowhere near where we are. Later in this hour, a college football game was held up for an hour at halftime, by climate change protesters. This was the Harvard Yale game, as you will hear. I wonder what would have happened if those protesters had tried to stop an SEC game or this upcoming weekend's game between Florida and Florida State. How do you think that would have gone? And in the seven o'clock hour, the Orlando Sentinel editorial board has changed its position and come out four square against the death penalty and in the seven o'clock hour we will have a one word texting poll and we will debate whether or not it is time for florida to kill the death penalty that is in fact our one word uh texting poll text either yes or text no to the question should florida kill the death penalty so in a moment on the impeachment beat alan
4: after an update of orlando's news weather and traffic which is just two minutes away on good morning orlando it is (laughs) 607 Florida
3: headlines now. The former Broward County Sheriff is suing to get his job back. Scott Israel filed suit last week against Governor Ron DeSantis and the state Senate uh, for removing him from office. Israel claims his removal was due to the fact that he's a Democrat, while DeSantis and most senators are Republicans. DeSantis claims Israel was removed from office in part for his response to the Parkland school shooting last year. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories throughout the morning for you on Good Morning Orlando.
2: Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, 107.7, HD3, AM 540, and the iHeartRadio app. This is News Radio WFLA Orlando. I don't think there's
3: enough truth serum on the shelves if administered all at once to Adam Schiff could get him to tell the truth. Um, here he is on two reasons why the whistleblower has not been called to testify.
7: We had a deep interest in having the whistleblower testify until two things happened. One, we were able to prove everything in the whistleblower complaint with witnesses that had first-hand information. And second, the president and his allies effectively put that whistleblower's life in danger. The president said the whistleblower and others should be treated as a traitor or a spy, and we ought to use the penalty we used to use for traitors and spies, and that's the death penalty. So here's the thing, Chuck. We don't need the whistleblower's second-hand evidence anymore. It would only serve to endanger this person and to gratify the president's desire for retribution, and that is not a good enough reason to bring in the whistleblower.
3: That's Shifty Shift on the Sunday shows. In this particular case, talking to Chuck, that's Chuck Todd on Meet the Press. I was watching the real reasons, in my opinion, and I have no doubt about this, that they never called the whistleblower and have no intention to call the whistleblower. Although, by the way, there's late reporting over the weekend that if we go to a Senate trial that the Republicans are going to demand the whistleblower testify, who is widely reported, this is the secret that everybody knows, uh, to be the CIA CIA analyst Eric Chermela. He's a career CIA analyst, and he's a registered Democrat. He was tight with Obama. He worked with Joe Biden when Obama had Biden in charge of Ukraine policy. Apparently, he's pretty tight with Joe and his baby boy Hunter. You know, made fifty to eighty-three thousand dollars a week on the board of uh, Burisma, the corrupt energy company in 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 Ukraine, for which he had no qualifications at all, except he was the link influentially to the old man who was number two in the in the Obama White House. Um, so you've got this bias that is so obvious on so many fronts against Trump on the part of the whistleblower, Eric Chermella. And his lawyer's even worse. His top lawyer, Mark Zaid, lawyer for the whistleblower, tweeted just days after Trump took office, quote, a coup has started, and that impeachment will follow ultimately. They call the the whistleblower, and all of this blows up publicly. They kind of have the lid loosely on it now, and that would kill any credibility the whistleblower had who triggered the entire impeachment proceeding or was the the excuse for it. So that's the deal there. Now, is Shifty Shift shifting on impeachment? Listen to him on CNN's State of the Union with Jake Tapper. Shift gets a direct question Sunday from Tapper on impeaching Trump, but does not give him a direct answer. Do you think President Trump should be impeached?
7: I want to discuss this with my constituents and my colleagues before I make a final judgment on it.
3: Really? That's interesting. And Schiff was hand-wringing over what happens to our republic if Trump is allowed to do what Schiff claims he's done without getting impeached? I want you to listen in particular to what Schiff says at the end of this 30-second sound cut from CNN's State of the Union with Jake Tapper because this is where I want to pick up our conversation and see if we can help shift.
7: At the end of the day, this is a decision about whether the the founding fathers had in mind this kind of misconduct when they gave Congress this remedy. And uh, I have to think that this is very much central to what they were concerned about. That, That is a unethical man or woman takes that office Uses it for their personal political gain, sacrifices the national security to do so. Uh, If that wasn't what the founders had in mind, it's hard to imagine what they did.
3: All right, now here is my question to you. Let's help Adam Schiff understand what Trump could have done that would have caused even his most loyal supporters to say, Trump must be impeached, convicted in the Senate, and removed immediately from the presidency. You tell Adam Schiff through me what it is the Constitution requires. Give me a few examples of what Trump could have done that would have caused even you to say he must be removed. By the way, we have a little sound on that from a CNN supporter, which we'll get to in a moment. But how about we take a quick break and reload? And I know it's early, but really, Adam Schiff needs help. He's waffling on impeachment here. You know, he's, he's saying, well, maybe we got to, you know, talk to my colleagues and constituents and, and, and then we just got to, as a, as a people here in America, we, we have to say, well, if this isn't what the Founding Fathers envisioned, what we have right now, uh, what, 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 what would be impeachable? Let's tell them what would be impeachable. I've got a few on my list. What's on your list? 407-916-5400, because where we are is nowhere near the remedy the Founding Fathers had for removing a rogue president. 407-916-5400. 407-916-5400. Priority for our callers Our text line 23680. Give me a couple of examples of what Trump could have done that would have even you as a Trump supporter saying, impeachment, conviction, he must be removed. What would it take? You tell us. And we'll get to it right after we update Orlando's news, weather and traffic in two minutes here on the Monday edition of Good Morning Orlando. (laughs) Updating headlines for you locally now. An Orange County woman hopes an arrest is made in what she calls a heartbreaking case. An abandoned one-day-old baby was found this weekend outside Ariel Piner's apartment near Hiawassee. She says she doesn't know who the mom is and doesn't know why the baby was left outside her door at the Bella Vista Apartments. The baby is in good condition, and deputies say whoever left the baby may have violated the state's safe haven law. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories all morning here in Good Morning Orlando.
2: iHeartRadio Radio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today.
3: You know, Adam Schiff is wringing his hands and saying, I don't know whether we're going to go forward with impeachment. I think they're looking at the polls that show support is slipping big time across the country. And 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 yeah, I don't know how they're going to get out of this because they're so committed to it. But he's saying, we need to ask ourselves if this is not impeachable. What is? Well, this is not impeachable. And the American people in growing numbers realize that. So what would be impeachable? Yaffe, that question in the sound cut that you managed to resurrect for me this morning uh, was asked uh, on CNN of a Trump supporter. What would Trump have to do to make you not support him anymore?
0: Is there anything that he could do or anything that could happen that would make you not vote for him? No. If he shot someone on Fifth Avenue, would you vote for him? You'd have to know why he shot him. Yeah,
6: why did he shoot him?
3: Could be justifiable homicide. That was what Trump said. People will stay with me on my base even if I shot somebody on Fifth <laughs> Avenue. That She's referring to an actual Trump comment, right, Yaffe?
1: Well, yeah, exactly right. And, you know, it's kind of a good point. What if it was self-defense or something, I guess?
3: What would Trump have to do <laughs> where even his most ardent supporters would say, it's got to go, it's got to be impeached and removed?
4: I, I have no idea because I said before this whole thing started, before the impeachment hearings began, Everyone is so entrenched already. Either they love Trump or they hate well, him.
3: But but let, let, let's let's go to the theater of the absurd here.
4: If he murdered somebody. Yeah. Okay. I think that certainly would be impeachable.
3: Sure. If he sold nuclear secrets to the communist Chinese or the Russians, that would be impeachable. treason. We executed the Rosenbergs for that. It was treason, remember? Mm-hmm. So there are things out there. You know, I mean, we're just being extreme here because the point is, it was an extreme remedy envisioned by the founding fathers for a rogue, out of control president. You know, who was just who was de- trying to destroy the country in one way or another.
4: Maybe if he did cartwheels into the State of the Union address or something like that. Yeah, no, that's look, right. little, I don't
3: I look don't a know unhinged. I don't think so. What about it, gang? <laughs> and then we're going that. right to the phones and the text line on this. What? Would the president have to do where even you as a Trump supporter would say he's got to go now?
1: To me, he would have obviously committed a crime. So if it was an obvious committing of a crime or if he started like really ripping apart people's rights or he just started rounding up people or something and throwing them in prison without due process or if, like you well, said, Well, what if he treason. shoplifted
3: a donut out of a Seven Eleven? I mean, is that impeachable? It's got to be a big time yeah. crime, a felony, doesn't it? Well, it's got to be an obvious crime.
1: You mean like, like a
8: public or beheading or something? Yeah.
4: Like a dozen donuts.
3: Ooh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, and, and th- this is kind of absurd, but it's like Schiff is suddenly saying, well, I don't know. I mean, if this is an impeachable one, is- we're telling them what is or what would be. Jason's in Coco. You were first on the line. Good morning from all of us on Good Morning Orlando. So, what about it, Jason?
6: Yeah, um, I, I think we're all pretty smart, and I, I think it's, you're kind of making a little joke about it. But, I mean, if, if if you really committed some kind of bribery that wasn't a sham that all these Democrats are working up every single day, like, for instance, when we pulled out of northern Syria um, and Turkey invaded that little portion area, if we found out, like, a couple of days later, Eric Trump landed a deal to open up a Trump Tower in Istanbul or something, that would be different, you know? That would be just straight bribery. Kind of like what uh, you know, Biden and um and uh, Hunter have been doing for a little while.
4: Yeah, I think there already is a Trump Tower in Istanbul, but that's what? beside the point. What?
3: <laughs> Thank you,
6: Jason, very
4: much. Uh, uh, George uh, then, in Orlando, good morning.
3: No, this guy said
6: it off my list. I was, I was about to say the same thing, but when Melania Trump in Ukraine.
9: <laughs> but um, yeah, man, I, I don't think you know. And Pelosi, um, I'm kind of, It's kind of weird how Pelosi is hiding. I don't know. Yeah, but you, you need.
3: I, I'm. I'm trying to get you to help Schiff understand what impeachment is for, and what everyone would agree would be an impeachable offense by Donald Trump, not what we have now.
6: Invading, invading another country without no reason.
3: Okay, just doing it one morning, <laughs> not telling anybody, and uh, you know, wiping Iran off the map. Well, I don't know. I don't know if that's impeachable.
4: I. <laughs> I I think it's been done, hasn't it?
3: (laughs) We're slowly working on it. Um, Raul in Orlando. So what would it take for you to say Trump needs to go via impeachment?
9: Raul, are you with us? Yes, yes. I would say he would murder Kellyanne Conway's husband. (laughs) George Conway? (laughs) Yes, but that would be justifiable homicide, I think
3: really so maybe that wouldn't be impeachable then yeah okay Raul thank you I appreciate it on the text line what's coming in Yaffe can we help Adam shift there
1: not really I mean we're not getting a lot of answers on what he could do I mean one person did say how about a pallet full of money shipped to the in the dead of night to Iran that's what Obama did (laughs) but a lot of a lot of people are just saying it's not going to happen he's not going to be impeached it's like Come on, there's got to be something people could think of. Many people are calling
8: in and just saying, if he was to say, "Once I win 2020 election, I'll have more flexibility to which foreign is, leaders," yeah. which is what they're implying. So, Obama thank you for all to those Medved, calls.
3: Go tell yeah. Putin. Yeah, exactly. I,
4: think, uh-huh. I think it was Nicole Wallace on MSNBC this weekend who said it would take a dead Russian hooker found at the bottom of the Hudson River.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Is that right? Did she say that? Yes. She's one of the preeminent uh, Trump haters on MSNBC. (laughs) Anyway, a little exercise there. If Schiff is up and at him early and catching us on the iHeartRadio app, maybe we can help him understand exactly what's impeachable and what is not. What they have now in the minds of a growing number of American people and everybody before this microphone doesn't meet the constitutional requirement for impeachment. News at the bottom of the hour, my co-host Alan Spector, ready to go.
4: We have a new candidate for president and the Trump trespasser to be sentenced today. Those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together, in just two minutes on Good Morning Orlando, it is 6.30.
3: Well, clearly what the Democrats need is somebody else to run for president. they've got someone else
4: that has been the problem a lack of candidates i know we're under 20. the former (laughs) mayor of new york city is now officially in the 2020 presidential race The announcement from Michael Bloomberg brought about mixed reactions from New Yorkers.
10: I don't know. I I have some friends in Texas who only think about how he's going to take away their big sodas and their guns. I hope he takes away people's soda and guns. He don't need to be in it. He needs to stay where he is.
4: Bloomberg announced he's jumping in the race for the Democratic presidential nomination in a series of tweets yesterday morning, accompanied by a $31 million TV ad blitz. On Twitter, he touted his experience in business, government, and philanthropy, saying it puts him in a unique position to win.
3: We have a sound judgment question about Michael Bloomberg getting in the race later in
4: the show. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. The Navy secretary is out over a controversy involving a Navy SEAL. In his resignation letter, Richard Spencer said he and President Trump no longer see eye to eye in regards to the key principle of good order and discipline. He suggested that he was being asked to obey an order that he feels violates his oath. The Navy was reviewing Gallagher's case to possibly strip him of his steel status, Eddie Gallagher, that is, after he was found guilty of posing for a photo with a corpse. A Chinese national charged with lying her way into the Mar-a-Lago club during a weekend President Trump was in residence will be sentenced today.
10: 33-year-old Yu Jing Zhang was arrested earlier this year for lying to officers when trying to enter Mar-a-Lago in Palm Beach. She reportedly tried saying she was in town for a UN event, having traveled from China. After her arrest, Zhang was found to have a number of strange electronic devices. A jury convicted Zhang in September, and now prosecutors want her to spend time in federal prison. She's looking at 18 months behind bars. In Miami, Eben Brown, Fox News.
4: A teenager is accused of assaulting an elderly woman in Orange County. Mount Dora police arrested 19-year-old Delangio D'Angelo McKnight for Friday's incident outside a dollar store. The alleged victim says he attacked her when she refused to give him any money, knocked her to the ground, and stole her car. He was caught after a chase that ended in Eustace. And the 93-year-old woman tells Fox 35 she hopes McKnight learns his lesson. A grant by the SeaWorld Bush Gardens Conservation Fund could help to save the endangered northern right whale. Dr. Hendrick Nolan says the money will develop lobster traps that don't have the ropes which snare the whales.
9: The north of the right whale has a uh, more of a startling response when they actually come in contact with one of these ropes and uh, when they startle they roll and it, that's, when it, that's when they wrap into the rope.
4: Nolan says the whales can become entangled for months before they die. There are only about 400 northern right whales in existence and right now many have migrated off the coast of Jacksonville. WFLA News Time 636. You don't have to miss any part of Good Morning Orlando. Check out our podcasts on iHeartRadio. Headlining a nice pre-Thanksgiving
3: story for tonight out of Brevard County. Members of different faiths will come together in Brevard County for a good cause. More than two dozen congregations are taking part in the third annual United in Thanksgiving dinner. It is set for 7 o'clock this evening at Holy Name of Jesus Catholic Church in Indy Atlantic on North A1A. Advent Lutheran Church Reverend David John is one of the faith leaders involved, and he tells the Florida Today newspaper he can't think of a better way to unite people in a time of such discord and divisiveness, and neither can we. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories for you here in Good Morning Orlando.
2: Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, News Radio WFLA Orlando, and still on AM 540. Did you hear about the
3: scene at the Harvard-Yale game, this great traditional football game? Happened on Saturday afternoon there at halftime getting ready to go into the third quarter of this great long-standing rivalry when suddenly hundreds of protesting students swarmed into the middle of the field and took their place and refused to leave for an hour. They were protesting mostly about on the issue of climate change, demanding that both Harvard and Yale divest themselves of any investments they have in the big oil companies, the big polluters. They were protesting other things as well, but that was the main deal. And what's amazing here, I want you to think about how you would react if such a thing were to happen, although I can't imagine it ever would, at a Southeastern Conference game. Or maybe this coming weekend's big annual Florida-Florida State rivalry game. Protesting students in the middle of the field. I'm telling you, it would not be tolerated. I can't even imagine what would happen. But almost nothing happened in the land of the liberal elites here, because I think most of the people in the stands probably agreed with the protesters. I don't know, but listen to a little bit of the sound of this. And then listen to a couple of the Harvard-Yale student protesters who apparently had this cooked up for weeks or months. They're all giddy about what they've done.
7: And it was
6: a powerful experience. We hope we made a difference. There's a, a strong argument that if it's wrong for
3: these companies to be destroying our futures, it's wrong for our universities to be supporting them. We also knew that we would receive mixed responses from the student body in addition to the, like, several alums who come to the game. Um, but that was a sacrifice that we were willing to make, because it was important that we release this message. You know, what I noticed was the almost total absence of booing. How would those students have been treated if that had happened at an SEC football game, a Gator game up in Gainesville? I mean, I I think there might have been a riot. I think the fans, if the police wouldn't do anything, and if they would have, I think, but they didn't do anything up there, would have come out of the stands and hauled these punks away. You know, this is classic tyranny of the minority. you got 55,000 people who are going to watch a ball game there, and they're all disrupted by this protest. Have the protest out in the parking lot somewhere. Go make your point there. Don't interfere with what people came and paid good money to do. But, but, there was almost no booing. They didn't do anything to these protesters except let them sit there for a solid hour. And then when they realized we have no lights at this stadium in Yale, in New Haven, Connecticut, its sun's going to set at 4.30. We got to get this game underway. So they did make some arrests. 42 people charged with disorderly conduct and they hauled the rest of the protesters away. What's your reaction to that? 407-916-5400, text line 23680. What would have happened to protesters like that at an SEC game? Everybody there just sat and stood around and let them do it and disrupt the game that went almost to darkness before Yale pulled out a double overtime victory over their traditional rival, Harvard. I guess it's a different world in the, you know, the Ivy League elite. Oh, listen, look at the young ones protesting the evil oil companies. Oh, we'll just let them do it. We won't boo them. We might even cheer them on, you know. What are your thoughts about what happened and how that would play here in the SEC? Let's talk about it. 407-916-5400. Text us at 23680- where standard message and data rates apply. And first name and town are always welcome. That's the way it went between Harvard and Yale. Sports headline now. The Orlando Magic are in Motown to take on the Detroit Pistons tonight. Orlando is 0-2 in its current four-game road trip. Following back-to-back losses in Toronto and Indiana, the Magic sit at 6-9 overall on the season. Updates for you at least every 10 minutes in the top stories. And good morning, Orlando. Listen to us anywhere
2: on the iHeartRadio app. Search WFLA Orlando. So the climate change protesters stopped the Harvard-Yale game at halftime by
3: flooding the field on Saturday, and they wouldn't go, or they weren't forced to go for about an hour. Yale officials issuing a statement, we stand firmly for the right to free expression, although it is regrettable that it happened during this traditional game. My what a st-
1: weak response. What Jeez. they
3: are, I'm telling you, man. You know, <laughs> man. My, my statement would have been, you know, I apologize to all of the fans here, you know, uh, who paid good money for a traditional game and and were not buying into this nonsense, although the problem is at Harvard and Yale, a lot of them probably would. I would have told them, you know, the next time that happens, you know, we're going to have the cops in on them in two minutes, and we're going to haul all of their dead butts out of the stadium immediately, and there will be no delay of the second half of the game. That, that's in you Budtopia, that's what happens.
1: interrupt Bud's football game. No. Ever. that's what <sighs> you And it doesn't have hand.
3: to be the Patriots playing, you know? <laughs> Go hold your stupid protest out in a parking lot somewhere. Fans will see it. And if they want to buy into what you want to do, fine. But don't disrupt what they came to enjoy and paid money for.
4: You know, Bud, you asked what would happen if uh, this kind of protest took yeah. place... At a Southeastern Conference football game or maybe Florida versus Florida State. I don't know if the students would be so um, excited to take the field uh, knowing that uh, some of their classmates are in shoulder pads and helmets and are about 6'5 and 300 pounds.
3: (laughs) Good point.
8: Also in the SEC, at least, when you storm the field, even after a game, it carries a fine against the school and sometimes punishments from the school like being banned from future games. Is there anything like that that's going to happen here at Harvard, Yale?
3: No, no. We stand, we stand, support of free speech here. You know, it's just a little unfortunate that it occurred during a ball game. But yeah, m- no m- problem, really. You know,
4: that's a good point, Melissa. Because most public sporting mm. events, I think, have those kind of rules. You can't be going on the field. If well, you're I not think it's, authorized.
1: Yeah, I think it's trespassing. Yeah, like,
3: I think mean, you'd be arrested for no, it. So. No, 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 yeah. not, not, no, not here at Yale. Now, now and and what do your texts say are they supporting us here in the Ivy League uh yeah no no <laughs>
1: they're not um, <laughs> one oh, person dear. says uh, tackle every one of those protesters and throw them in jail as well as hit them with a huge <laughs> fine make them rethink this nonsense
3: in the future yeah, what is this radio station I'm tuned into here what you Neanderthal conservatives I've picked up on the radio.
4: Yeah, uh, picking up on uh, that texter's theme there, it puts me in mind, I don't know if you remember years ago, the Baltimore Colts linebacker Mike Curtis, when a fan ran onto the field and he leveled him. Oh, I remember that. Yeah.
3: Yeah, (laughs) there you go. Fun. In in, in Budtopia, that's what happened Saturday afternoon.
8: (laughs) Look, uh, these climate change activists are doing more to harm the population than climate change itself. Did you see the parking lot after the Harvard-Yale game? No, because the lights were on. It was trashed. It just kills me. They're out there going, ah, uh, at a Harvard-Yale game where no one's really giving them any attention.
3: Yeah, but they're all, they're all upset. They have a thing they will share with everybody. Invent their frustrations, the little ones. Well, we support them in there. Free speech protests. Meaningless It's propaganda. hard to call them
1: courageous when they're yeah. protesting something everyone there pretty much agrees with because it's Harvard.
4: Although, so. if you're a fan paying money to watch Harvard and Yale play football, you get what you deserve.
8: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, those people that look forward to the game. T-
3: oh, I can't. I'm not turning off this station. I don't understand <laughs> how this I Radio app, if such a thing would be on there. So disturbing to us up here in the Ivy League. Uh, Before we turn it off, though, perhaps we get a news update. Who is this alongside that bud man? Oh, yes. Alan, please, with the news, if you
4: will. Uh, Certainly. Gas prices could jump in time for the holiday, and the big Macy's Thanksgiving parade balloons might be grounded.
3: oh no (laughs) never i can't tolerate it calm
4: down those stories and others plus traffic and weather together in just two minutes it's seven o'clock on good morning orlando wflf pine hills orlando
2: wmgf hd3 mount dora orlando w226 bt orlando and w231 ct orlando News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart radio station. Good
3: morning, Orlando. Hope you had a great weekend. Welcome to our Monday show at 7 o'clock and our latest update on Central Florida's news, weather, and traffic here on News Radio WFLA Orlando, now on FM 94.1, FM 93.1, and still on AM
4: 540. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour a possible holiday surprise at the pumps. More in one minute. A new call to kill
3: Florida's Death penalty. Should we or not? We'll debate it next on Good Morning Orlando.
4: 704 on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Florida gas prices are holding steady as 2.6 million Floridians prepared to take a Thanksgiving road trip. But AAA says drivers may see pump prices rise 5 to 10 cents a gallon this week. That's based on recent increases in the price of wholesale gasoline. As of today, the statewide average for a gallon of regular is 236. The average in Metro Orlando, 228.
3: I was waiting for the jump, haven't seen it yet. Caught it for 217 a gallon on a few stations coming in. On 1792 in Castleberry
4: today. Well, keep your gas-bud eyes open this week. That's the update. I'm here for you. Central Florida theme parks are giving holiday visitors a chance to cash in on some Black Friday deals.
5: In Orlando, Disney customers can save up to $55 through Visit Orlando on a four-park magic ticket with the upgrades to include one water park admission plus entry to the NBA experience at Disney Springs. Over at Universal Orlando, shoppers will save $73 also through Visit Orlando when buying a two-day park-to-park ticket and get a third-day free i'm felix vega
4: this news brought to you by trusco bank florida's hometown bank a teenager is dead after a shooting in volusia county it happened saturday night in daytona beach on keach street 18 year old eric gordon was found shot in a car outside campbell middle school and he was taken to the hospital where he passed away yesterday morning police say witnesses saw another person running from the car after the shooting but no arrest has been announced there's no word on a motive. The chairman of the House Intelligence Committee says he'll continue to investigate possible impeachment-related leads, but California Democrat Adam Schiff says they can't sit around waiting for information because there's
7: another election coming up. We view this as urgent. We have a, another election in which the president is threatening more foreign interference. Uh, but at the same time, there are still other witnesses, other documents that we would like to obtain. Uh, but we're not willing to go the months and months and months of right. rope-a-dope in the courts, which administration would more than love for us to do.
4: Schiff appearing on NBC's Meet the Press. Democrats in the House have not officially said when the next steps in the impeachment process will take place.
3: Talked about everything impeachment-related in our 6 o'clock hour, and we'll open up the phones for that and other things on Open Mind Monday in one hour.
4: U.S. Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg is out of the hospital. A court spokeswoman confirmed that the justice is now resting at home and doing well. She had checked into Johns Hopkins Hospital in Baltimore Friday night after experiencing chills and a fever. Ruth Bader Ginsburg is 86 years old. This year's Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade's iconic balloons may be grounded due to weather. A cold front is expected to move into the New York area this week, bringing with it high winds that could force authorities to stop the balloons from flying. The city does not allow the balloons to lift off if there are sustained winds higher than 23 miles an hour or gusts over 34 miles an hour, and current forecasts put winds just around that limit. Authorities will likely make the call on Thanksgiving morning.
3: Apparently it's been a long time since that's happened. They sometimes shorten up the, uh, the ropes and bring them down lower, mm-hmm. but I think it's way back, you know, to early 1970s, I was reading, the last time they took the balloons out of the parade hard to imagine seeing the parade without them.
4: It is. Jameis Winston threw for 313 yards and three touchdowns as the Buccaneers beat the Falcons 35-22 to in Atlanta. Tampa Bay linebacker Kevin Minter said it was a total team effort.
7: Finally just, just starting to execute, you know what I'm saying? Um, like I said, in all three phases, you know, young guys making plays all over the field. So. That's a, that's a huge step in the right direction for this team. The
4: Miami Dolphins fell 41 24 to the Browns at Cleveland, and at Nashville, the Tennessee Titans crushed the Jacksonville Jaguars 42 20. WFLA News time 7:08. A pilot is rescued after his plane becomes entangled in high-voltage power lines. That story online at wflaorlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at wflaorlando. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News
2: Radio WFLA Orlando is available everywhere with the iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeartRadio station.
3: Good Monday morning from us all. The Bud Man, Alan Yaffe, and the Fox with you until 9 o'clock. We had a little fun with that uh, ridiculous protest at the Harvard-Yale game. Uh, But this is quite literally a deadly serious topic we have for you right now. We don't generally take our cues on what to talk about from the Orlando Sentinel, a.k.a. the Slantinel. But their editorial board has changed its position and now has come out four square against the death penalty in Florida. And that has prompted our one word texting poll question and a debate we're going to have together
4: here in a moment. The question is should Florida kill the death penalty? Text yes or text no to 23680. Again, should Florida kill the death penalty? Text yes or text no to 23680.
3: Our taking yours straight ahead here, 407-916-5400. If you want to register your opinion, we'll give priority to our callers, 407-916-5400. And the toll free eight six six nine one six fifty four hundred. We welcome your first name in town and your opinion on the text line at two three six eight
4: zero. And we'll update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in just two minutes. It's seven o nine on Good Morning Orlando. In the middle
3: of our. Very serious talk about the death penalty, whether we should kill it or not. A very nice little headline story locally here, too. Orlando Lake should be a little cleaner today. Thanks to some volunteers, the We Love You Foundation organized cleanups yesterday at Lake Dot and Park Lake. One volunteer said they just want to make the area a better place for people who spend time together. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories on Good Morning Orlando.
2: Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, 107.7, HD3, AM 540, and the iHeartRadio app. This is News Radio, WFLA, Orlando.
3: Let me boil down the uh, lengthy Orlando Sentinel editorial board um, piece over the weekend, their editorial calling for Florida to kill the death penalty. By the way, we have 341, I believe, uh, inmates on death row right now with a unanimous jury verdict um, uh, recommending the death penalty. Now the law here in Florida, it'll be harder and harder uh, to execute people. Um, but I don't think we should remove the death penalty as, as the ultimate punishment that fellow humans can bestow to the worst among us. The Sentinel basically cites as their reason for wanting to kill the death penalty the cost of the execution process, which, you know, which is just totally out of control, the endless appeals and all of this. I've told you before, in Budtopia, you know, somebody eligible for the death penalty gets one appeal, and then within one year, justice is done, okay? And and it's it's absurd, it's obscene the way this is carried out here, and all the lawyers get rich. Uh, the immorality of it all is cited by the Sentinel Board. How we occasionally, very rarely, execute an innocent person. Terribly regrettable, obviously. But i got to tell you, and I'm not going to apologize for this brutally honest stance. I support the death penalty in Florida as the ultimate punishment. As a deterrent, and to be blunt, as eye for an eye justice, our way of getting even, getting revenge. That's the way I see it. The Sentinel Board says it's not a deterrent, but I don't know how you measure that. How many criminals out there are there who pulled back from capital crime thinking, my God, I don't want to wind up, you know, being executed. You can't measure it. They say that the death penalty disproportionately affects the poor and the minorities. I say to everybody, don't do the crime. You won't wind up doing the time, and you will not have a death penalty as a possibility. And they say it drains the state budget. I don't know. We got a lot of money here, but it costs far too much and takes far too long to execute anybody. I say keep the death penalty. Yaffe, Melissa, where are you on this?
1: Yeah, I say keep it, but we still need to reform it. Like you, like you said, it takes way too long, way too long. But the other reasons, I just don't buy, and I'm exactly with you on this one.
3: Are you pretty much there, Melissa?
8: Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, here's the thing. If you're against the death penalty, you have to be able to look into the eyes of the families of people who've been murdered in cold blood and explain to them why they should have to pay for three hots on a cot for a person who took their loved one away with their
3: taxes. The death penalty does provide closure, unique closure mm-hmm. for the families and, and, you know, the survivors who loved somebody who is now gone ever yeah. If someone
8: ever. ended the life of someone that I love, my mom, my sister, anything other than death as a punishment would be unacceptable.
3: Yeah, I agree. Let's go to the phones. Ron, good morning from Sanford on the death penalty. Our one-word texting poll, by the yeah. way, everybody, and you can respond to this as well, Ron, but I want to hear more from you, uh, is this. Should Florida kill the death penalty? Text either yes or text no to 23680. What do you th- say, Ron?
9: Hey, good morning, everybody. Um, it can't be a one-word response. It has to be absolutely no. If there are not consequences for your actions, the society will run them up. <laughs> sure, a little bit of reform, but also you have to carry out these sentences. Like you mentioned, was a great idea. Maybe one appeal within one year, you're done.
3: Absolutely, Ron. Thank you very much. That's the way it is in Rontopia as well as Budtopia. Yeah.
8: I have uh, another cost effective way. You know that a nine millimeter bullet's like 15
3: cents. <laughs> okay. There you go. <laughs> Talk about being brutally honest. Um, what do you say? We'll, we're going to get your vote on the one word texting poll. Uh, pose it one more time, Yaffe, and uh, go ahead.
1: Yeah. Here it is. Should Florida kill the death penalty? Text yes or text no. To two three six eight zero.
3: First vote count coming here. Long form texters are welcome at um, two three six eight zero on whether or not to kill the death penalty, as the Orlando Sentinel editorial board is now calling for. I am not there. I will never be there. I will say this: the death penalty should only be applied in a case where there is absolutely no doubt. The person did the crime. Parkland, school massacre, there is no doubt. Markeith Lloyd, there is no doubt. But we did not get the death penalty from the jury in the first trial, did we? Interesting. 407 916 where are my callers? I'll put you on along with... Well we just had Ron, you get priority. Four oh seven nine one six fifty four hundred. Is it possible you do not have an opinion on this? I can't believe it. Let's talk. four oh seven nine one six fifty four hundred and we will right after we update Orlando's news weather and traffic in two minutes on good morning, Orlando. For you right now in the world of sports, Jameis Winston threw for 313 yards, three touchdowns as the Tampa Bay Bucs beat the Falcons 35-22 in NFL football up in Atlanta. Miami Dolphins fell again, 41-24 to the Browns up in Cleveland. And in Nashville, the Tennessee Titans crushed the Jacksonville Jags, 42-20. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories. The Promise on Good Morning Orlando.
2: hard Radio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today.
8: Welcome back to Good Morning Orlando at 724. I am Melissa Fox, along with the Bud man Yaffe and Alan Spector. We've got a one-word texting poll going on right now. Should Florida kill the death penalty? You can text yes or text no to 23680. Again, should Florida kill the death penalty? Yes or no to 23680. Michael, do we have a count so far?
1: Yes, so far we have five people who have said yes and 37 people who have said no.
3: Let us hear from you. Should Florida kill the death penalty? Text yes or text no to 23680 in the Sentinel editorial calling for um, the death penalty uh, to be ended here in Florida. They, they cite a trend in the polls, in the Gallup poll right now. 56% surveyed nationally favor keeping the death penalty, but 41% are opposed to that. But 25 years ago, support for the death penalty by Gallup was 80 percent. So it has gone down. There's no doubt about that. They also cite a Florida poll here from a couple of years ago that 58 percent surveyed favored life without the possibility of parole over the death penalty. So there we are. Thoughts, Yaffe?
1: I mean, I think uh, I agree with most of the texters where uh, we need the death penalty, but we need to do it right you're, I mean, what you said in Budtopia, it should be something close to that. And what you said is really common sense, in my, my opinion. But if we're not going to do it right, maybe we
3: should just get rid of it. Okay, what do you say, Eric? You're joining us from Orlando. Welcome to the show. And uh, on the death penalty, where do you stand, Eric? What do you say,
9: Eric? Bud, uh, it makes a hypocrite out of us if we murder a murderer. Makes us murderers. Uh, you uh, are one like I that believe there should, there shouldn't be abortions because that's murder. So, it's got to be life.
3: And I respect and I understand that point of view, Eric. Have you always felt that way? Have you evolved to that?
4: I've always felt that way.
3: Thank you for raising that point. Um, should Florida kill the death penalty? Thoughts on it, Alan?
4: You know, uh, that's you report
3: it. so many stories that involve that over the years.
4: You know, I have gone back and forth on the death penalty most of my life. Uh, I side with the caller uh, in one respect saying, you know, I'm against killing of any kind, yeah. whether it's an execution or a murder. Yeah. Uh, on the other hand, you see crimes committed where you think, well, the only proper punishment is death. And uh, but the problem is the death penalty, as we've discussed, as it stands, I'm not sure it serves as a deterrent when it takes so long for it to be carried out. And it's so hard now uh, with the juries having the decision uh, to even get it, uh, get that sentence done.
3: The unanimous requirement now under the law will make executions few and far between, I think. But uh, and I think your point is well taken. And it speaks to my utopia stand, my budtopia stand on that, that you ought to have. In a death penalty case, when there's no doubt somebody did it, mm-hmm. no doubt. That's the only time you should be even thinking about the death penalty. If there's any doubt that, hey, you got the wrong guy, you never execute in no. that situation. But but if you know somebody did it, you get the process done with one appeal you know, within a year, and justice is done. And I think that would scare the tar out of some other people thinking of murder and maybe pull them back from the edge. It's very hard to measure whether it's a deterrent or not when somebody doesn't do something How do you measure that, you know? Thank you, Kevin. The Bud Man here, along with Alan Yaffe and the Fox until 9 o'clock. Well, Alan, as you bring us the news this morning, another day, another Democrat running for president.
4: The billionaire former mayor of New York City is running for president. He kicked off his campaign with a multimillion-dollar ad blitz.
2: Jobs creator, leader, problem solver, Mike Bloomberg for president. I'm Mike Bloomberg, and I approve this message.
4: Michael Bloomberg announcing on TV and on Twitter that he is seeking the 2020 Democratic presidential nomination he says he will not accept donations for his presidential campaign, which will be self-funded. Now, that could exclude him from the debates. One of the criteria for making it to the debate stage is having a certain amount of individual donors and raising a certain amount of money.
3: Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I know he also says he's going to skip the first four caucuses and primaries, but in addition... Now he may not even get on the debate stage. Be interesting to see whether or not all his money can get him traction. We have a sound judgment question on Bloomberg getting in the race later in the show for a fabulous prize.
4: This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. President Trump will be spending a lot of time this week in his new home state of Florida.
10: President Trump will hold a rally Tuesday night in Sunrise West of Fort Lauderdale at the same arena where the Florida Panthers NHL team plays. After that, the president heads up the Sawgrass Expressway and I-95 to the Palm Beaches to his Mar-a-Lago club. The exclusive compound opens for its season this week, and the president, the first lady, and often the rest of their family are known to spend Thanksgiving weekend at their on-site residence. In Miami, Eben Brown, Fox News. An
4: Orange County woman hopes an arrest is made in what she calls a heartbreaking case. An abandoned one-day-old baby was found this weekend outside Ariel Piner's apartment near Hiawassee. She says she doesn't know who the mother is and doesn't know why the baby was left outside her door at the Bella Vista Apartments. The baby's in good condition. Deputies say whoever left the baby may have violated the state's safe haven law. Only a few hundred of the endangered northern right whales still swim in waters off the Florida coast. And the SeaWorld Conservation Fund grant hopes to improve those numbers. SeaWorld's $900,000 grant will help pay for new lobster and crab pots that don't have the
5: long rope lines that can snare whales migrating from Newfoundland to waters off Jacksonville.
9: The Crab pots on the bottom, the fishermen comes within range, pushes the button, and the uh, lifting device comes to the surface.
5: Dr. Hendrick Nolans says northern right whales are particularly vulnerable to ropes because they are quick to roll over, then get tangled in them. He says it can take months for the whales to die a gruesome death. There are only about
4: 411 northern right whales still in existence. I'm Rory O'Neill. The Magic are in Motown to take on the Detroit Pistons tonight. Orlando's 0-2 on its current four-game road trip following back-to-back losses in Toronto and Indiana. Elsewhere. Elsewhere,
0: elsewhere, elsewhere, elsewhere.
4: A sports commentator inadvertently incurred the wrath of comic book and movie fans alike with a comment on Saturday. During the fourth quarter of the Ohio State-Penn State college football game, Fox analyst Joel Klatt compared the Ohio State defense to Superman and the Avengers. In case you are as unaware as Clat, Superman is part of the DC Universe, while the Avengers belong to the Marvel Universe. This is something Yaffe and I refer to as the Melissa Fox Syndrome.
8: No, I know this one. I knew
4: this one. <laughs> what, 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 what is the Melissa Fox Syndrome? Where you mix up DC and Marvel characters. But
8: this one I knew. and I was listening to the game and I was like, uh-oh.
4: <laughs> well, sure.
3: Aren't they just, wasn't he just, how can this guy be taking any heat for this? Isn't he essentially saying that the defense is so great, you know, it's like having Superman and the Avengers?
4: Well, he referred to them, um, I think people took it, he was referring to them as one group. Oh, Whereas Super- Superman is with mm-hmm. the Justice League. Justice League. Hello? Yeah. yeah and it's important and it's important oh huge (laughs) oh man many people took to twitter to chide the remark equating it to saying darth vader and the enterprise (laughs) oh yeah now Clatt, the analyst took to social media to take ownership of the mistake saying gotta be honest not gonna lose much sleep over a failed comic reference if you're upset get a life and he added the trending hashtag, Superman and the Avengers.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, you know, I mean, it's incredible. It takes nothing to get people by the millions all jacked up in this country, in the Twitter world. Bud it's calls that nothing, yeah well, I mean, <laughs> Okay, all right.
1: You know, I mean, if someone said Ben Roethlisberger and the Patriots, you would have been oh, very upset, right? Oh, yeah. big flag.
4: <laughs> what about penalty expulsion? He's like... Trump and the Democrats. Yeah, yeah. see?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm hyperventilating over yes, here. I, it, I get
4: the point. It I all get depends the whose ox is being gored. Uh, apparently so. Taylor Swift is now the most <laughs> decorated artist in the history of the American Music Awards. At the award show last night, she was named Artist of the Decade. Swift also took home the night's most coveted award, Artist of the Year, in addition to receiving the prize for favorite pop rock album for Lover, With the wins, Taylor Swift surpassed Michael Jackson's record of 24 American Music Awards. And finally, a 28-year-old man broke into the home of an elderly woman in Rochester, New York on Thursday night, probably thinking 82-year-old Willie Murphy was an easy target. Think again, buddy. Turns out Willie is an award-winning bodybuilder who still competes.
0: I'm alone and I'm old, but guess what? I'm tough. And you want to know what happens? He picked the wrong house to break into. I took that table and I went to working on him. <laughs> and guess what? The table broke and it had metal legs. And I'm jugging him, jugging him, <laughs> jugging him. And when he's down, I'm jumping on him. Ah, uh, ah, uh,
4: ah. Uh. Then. Willie headed for the kitchen, where the phone to 911 was still off the hook.
0: There's a bottle of baby shampoo on the table. I grabbed the shampoo, and guess what? He's still on the ground in his face, all of it, the whole thing. And he's, he's trying to get up, and he's pulling. And I got the broom, and he's pulling the broom, and I'm hitting him. I'm hitting him with the broom, hitting him. And guess what? He wants to get the heck out of there. And I'm trying to help him get out of the house, but he's too heavy. I can't move him. He's dead weight. (laughs) And at that time, uh, the police arrive on the porch.
4: And guess what? When the officers arrived, Murphy said the first responders wanted to take selfies with her. And she even received a hero's welcome uh, welcome when returning to her local YMCA in Rochester.
3: She is 82. Yep. He... Is twenty eight. Twenty
4: eight. Just reverse the numbers,
3: and she's a body building senior yeah. who just tore into this guy. You gotta love Willie. Mm. I,
1: I wouldn't. I wouldn't mess <laughs> with oh, that person. I mean, come on. She's got
3: oh. guns on her. You ought to oh, see yeah, the no. video of this. Seen it. Yeah, mm. she's stacked. Woo. Fine. Well, I don't know about that, but she's got. No, no, she's she got, got, got them guns,
4: man. Yeah. Okay. Fine, that when you said stacked, Bud but was you... thinking something else. Bud. Find these stories on well, the Good Morning Orlando page at WFLAOrlando.com and find the Elsewhere podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Just look for elsewhere. Elsewhere, 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 elsewhere. With Alan Spector.
3: Well, in, in, in the Budman's realm, I mean, Stack never had anything to do with biceps. I'm yes. sorry. I just see she's done it again, right? Yes. Is that, is that, the, is that the Melissa Fox syndrome thing going on there? Mm. Look at, uh, oh, I think I this don't might be the bud if man think looks, syndrome today. If looks
4: could kill, the, word, the bud man would be dead. Now, the word for <laughs> Willie is not stacked. It's jacked.
3: <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Oh, man, I guess. Are we done here? That yeah. was good well, stuff. Well, I just, you heard the well, music. Is a that word. means we're done. <laughs> for it. Yeah. Okay. Yes, well. Hey, in a moment, uh, shifty shift, shifting on impeaching Trump. What's going on here? How do you explain what you're about to hear from the Sunday talk shows after we update Orlando's news, weather and traffic here in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Headlines for you right now. A Chinese woman expected to find out today how long she'll spend in prison after being convicted of trespassing at President Trump's Mar-a-Lago resort with a thumb drive infected with malware. Remember Yu Jing Zhang? Now facing a possible six years in prison for unlawfully entering the Palm Beach Club in March and lying to the Secret Service agents who confronted her. Zhang was not charged with espionage, but her arrest prompted a closer look at potential intelligence issues at the resort the president refers to as his winter White House. Updates at least every 10 minutes on our top stories. Count on it here in Good Morning Orlando.
2: Now on FM 94.1. Still on FM 93.1. News Radio WFLA Orlando. And still on AM 540. I want to
3: squeeze this in right now. We got into the latest impeachment news in the 6 o'clock hour in detail, but I want you to listen to this and maybe weigh in when we can take calls again during Open Mind Monday from 8 until 9. What is going on with Democrat Adam Schiff, the Trump-hating chairman of the House Intelligence Committee uh, that has just wrapped up, apparently, uh, their impeachment inquiry hearings? This guy was all about... Impeaching Trump when he said that Trump had colluded with the Russians. All of that didn't work out with the Mueller report. Then he became the lead dog uh, on, on the impeachment front here with the Trump call with his counterpart in the Ukraine, okay? And, and he's been all about nailing this president. But now, maybe not so much on the Sunday talk shows, and in this case, on CNN with Jake Tapper, Schiff gets a direct question Sunday morning on impeaching Trump, but he does not give a direct answer. Do
7: you
2: think President Trump should be impeached?
7: I want to discuss this with my constituents and my colleagues before I make a final judgment on it. Wow.
3: Interesting, isn't it? Why is Schiff, why is Schiff backing away, apparently, from we're going full bore to impeach this president And then see if we can peel away enough senators when they go to trial there to throw them out of office immediately. That's always been what Schiff is all about. What has happened here? What has changed? Very interesting. I'm going to give you my take a little later on during Open Mind Monday, but I'd love to get your take. And uh, we'll be taking calls in our 8 o'clock hour
2: on that. (laughs) WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, W226BT, Orlando, and W231CT, Orlando. News Radio WFLA, Orlando, and iHeart Radio Station.
3: Good. Good morning, Orlando, and a beautiful morning it is. Welcome aboard. Glad to have you with us here at 8 o'clock for our latest look at Central Florida's news, weather, and traffic. Here and now on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, FM 93.1, and still on AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger.
4: And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour, gas prices could see a holiday jump more in one minute.
3: What's on your mind? We've talked about impeachment. We've talked about killing the death penalty in Florida. But we want to hear from you on the topic of your choice. Open Mind Monday next on Good
4: Morning Orlando. 804 on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Gasoline prices in Florida might be going up just in time for the Thanksgiving holiday. AAA is predicting a possible rise of 5 to 10 cents a gallon this week. That's based on an increase in wholesale gas prices. The current statewide average, 2.36. In Metro Orlando, the average is 2.28 a gallon. But we got to get the final report from gas Bud.
3: Yeah, there's GasBuddy out there, but gas Bud saw gas for 2.17 a gallon. So
4: shop around. And AAA is out with a warning for the. Millions of Americans planning holiday travel do it early.
5: If you're traveling by air to your Thanksgiving destination and haven't booked your ticket, fly, if you can, today. Monday
6: really beats the rush. It has one of the lower ticket prices. Probably going to have less people at the airport.
5: AAA's Jeanette Casalano says Wednesday's the busiest day for travel. On Thanksgiving Day is the least busiest. Some 55 million people are expected to travel 50 miles or more by air, car, and rail. Top to for Thanksgiving this year, warm weather climates, Orlando, Anaheim, Las Vegas, and Hawaii, New York City, also making the top ten. Jeff Manasso, Fox News.
4: This news brought to you by TrustCo Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A traffic crash in Brevard County leaves two people dead. The highway patrol says the driver of a motorcycle was northbound on US-1 in Mims yesterday afternoon when the motorcyclist lost control and the bike flipped. The two people on the bike were thrown off and sustained fatal injuries. They were not named, but troopers said they were a 72-year-old man and a 59-year-old woman, both from St. Cloud. House Intelligence Committee Chairman Adam Schiff says the decision to impeach President Trump isn't one he's making alone. On CNN's State of the Union, the California Democrats said the decision on impeachment is about whether the founding fathers had in mind this kind of misconduct when they gave Congress this
7: remedy. Takes that office, uses it for their personal political gain, sacrifices the national security to do so. If that wasn't what the founders had in mind, it's hard to imagine what they did.
4: And Schiff added the Democrats are not waiting to call more witnesses because they're not willing to simply allow those witnesses to wait them out. He says the facts are already overwhelming, adding Democrats are going to continue their investigation. One of the most popular burger chains in the country is apparently coming to Orlando. White Castle will reportedly announce today plans to open a location near Walt Disney World at O-Town West. It would be White Castle's only location in Florida.
3: I think we once talked about this recently. Refresh my memory. where folks who've been around here a long time said we used to have White Castle. Yeah. Is that true? I believe so. And then we lost it, and now it's back. Is that right? Good fodder for open mind Monday on the light side at 407-916-5400 or 23680 on the text line. Allen?
4: In the NFL on Sunday, Baker Mayfield threw three touchdowns as the Browns pounded the Dolphins 41-24 to in Cleveland. Miami quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick thought a comeback was possible after a bad first half.
2: Today, a couple three-and-outs. I think we had a six-play drive and, you know, really didn't play well, but thought at the end of the half, getting the field goal, came out with a little bit of momentum, got a touchdown, felt a little bit better about it, and then, you know, we just, we didn't make enough
4: plays. The Jacksonville Jaguars took it on the chin at Tennessee 42-20, while the Tampa Bay Bucs handled the Falcons at Atlanta 35-22. WFLA news time is 8.07. A stranger hacks into a Chinese-made baby monitor calls a child by her name and says i love you oh scary that story is online at wflaorlando.com like us on facebook follow us on twitter at wflaorlando the third hour of good morning orlando starts now
2: news radio wfla orlando is available everywhere with the iheart radio app now number one for podcasting news radio wfla orlando an iheart radio station And good morning, one and all. Great to have you with us here as we kick off our
3: Thanksgiving week coverage here and our conversation on the 50,000-watt front porch. It's Open Mind Monday for the next hour. I'd love to get your take on why Schiff and the uh, weekend uh, talk shows clearly seem to be backing away from going uh, after Trump and, and being absolutely committed to impeaching him. What has changed there? We also talked about the editorial in the Orlando Sentinel, where they are calling for an end to the death penalty in Florida. And I'd like to know what you think, whether or not we should kill the death penalty. As a matter of fact, we have a one-word texting poll on that. Should Florida kill the death penalty? Text yes or text no to 23680. But long-form texters with more to say are welcome and also priority to our phone callers at 407-916-5400. And also, as you contemplate bringing the extended family together for the Thanksgiving Day feast in this year when everyone is just so uptight about politics, impeachment, Trump, all of this going on here, uh, what are the rules at your place? Has it been declared a mandatory no-politics zone, or do you talk these things over? Do you talk turkey over the turkey? 407 <laughs> 916 or any other topic you'd like to talk about. It's your show till 9 o'clock. And at the back end of this hour, we have a great prize Trans-Siberian Orchestra Christmas concert tickets for our Sound Judgment winner. So a lot coming, Alan. And in the meantime...
4: We'll update Orlando's news, weather and traffic in just two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. It's 810. It is joining us this Florida
3: headline, the former Broward County Sheriff now suing to get his job back. Scott Israel has filed suit against Governor Ron DeSantis and the state Senate for removing him from office. Israel claims his removal was due to the fact that he's a Democrat, while DeSantis and most senators are Republicans. DeSantis claims Israel was removed from office in part because of his response to the parkland school massacre last year updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories are promised to you on good morning orlando
2: now on fm 94.1 still on fm 93.1 107.7 hd3 am 540 and the iheart radio app this is news radio wfla orlando let's kick off open mind monday Bring
3: in Ricky, our first caller from Orlando. Good morning. It's the Bud Man and the rest of the gang on Good Morning Orlando. What's on your mind, Ricky?
6: Good morning. Yeah, um, you know, regardless, I think, of what the Democrats do with impeachment, they know it's dead on arrival in the Senate. But I think what people are forgetting, I think is one of the most important revelations that have come out with the whistleblower's attorney when he said, when one avenue of attack goes down, two more will pop up. So I think right now the Democrats are already working on the next plan of attack. Like, they're already working on what's going to happen after this impeachment thing goes down in flames, which they know it's going to do.
3: Well, what do you think the next thing would be, Ricky? What will they do in that, I think, likely scenario? What next for the Democrats who hate Trump?
6: Right. Well, here's the thing. I think something's going to come out in March, and then, of course, they're going to have the October surprise. So I think they have two more plans of attack whatever that's going to be. Do you have any and, idea you know, what
3: those things might be or what general area they might be in?
6: You see, that's the thing. It's so, it's so difficult because they're they're attacking from all different angles. You know, they have the people listening on phone calls. There's so many people that are embedded still in his administration that are either, either Obama holdovers or, you know, strong liberal Democrats that are there right now that are planning something. And, and they have the, the means and tools which to do it, because they're in the administration they're in the White House they're in all of these um, um, agencies that uh, you know that that are heavily involved with with the president and right. the executive branch
3: you got all the the only uh, Obama holdovers, the deep Staters who don't like Trump shaking things up and you say the impeachment if it goes down in flames, which I, I think you're right that it should and it will, but that won't be the end game in trying to destroy Trump.
6: And I just wish that the Republicans and whatever is left of the mainstream media right now, would focus on that you know that's a very important thing that the whistleblower's attorney said when he said when one goes down, two more will pop up when he said the coup has started, you know that, that, I mean that's an admission right there that this is an orchestrated plan to yep. take him down by any means necessary.
3: Thank you, Ricky, and that's a great point, point. and you're talking about um, the lead attorney for the whistleblower, Eric Chimara, It's generally known, even though they're trying to make you know play like it's a big secret. everybody knows it in Washington. Um, At any rate, that that is Attorney Mark Zayed, who tweeted in 2017, just days after the president took office, that, as Ricky said, a coup has started and that impeachment will follow ultimately. It's one reason why uh, they don't want the whistleblower to testify, because the lid will get totally blown off all of this. Dan and Maitland, I want to go to you on price gouging and socialist millennials Next on Open Mind Monday, he's got something he wants to sound off on. What about you? What's on your mind? 407-916-5400. And as always, the text line at 23680. Lots of interesting things coming in there as we roll on with Open Mind Monday. And for those of you just joining us, this headline, an Orange County woman hopes an arrest is made in what she calls a heartbreaking case. An abandoned one-day-old baby was found over the weekend outside Ariel Piner's apartment near Hiawassee. She says she didn't know who the mother is and um, and doesn't know and doesn't know why the baby was left outside her door at the Bella Vista Apartments. The baby is in good condition, and uh, deputies say whoever left the baby may have violated the state's safe haven law. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories here on Good Morning Orlando.
2: iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today.
4: It's Open Mind Monday on Good Morning Orlando. We've got Dan on the line for Maitland. Dan, it's Alan along with the Budman, Yaffe, and Melissa. What is on your mind this morning?
9: A couple of weeks ago, you were talking about the uh, two things at the same time. I don't think you ever put them together, though. With the uh, millennials starting to prefer socialism to capitalism, but yet also at the same time when you had the NCAA athletes uh, being able to make money off their own likeness, now they didn't want to share it, and that's a complete socialist system in the NCAA. Basically, college football college basketball funds every sport but now they want that money for themselves instead of spreading it around Hmm. and then the other thing is with the uh everybody's expecting a bump in gas prices dime 15 cents in the next couple of days but why there's nothing that's happening uh you just have all of a sudden big oil deciding, hey, I can get an extra $0.10 cents a gallon if I got a million gallons of gasoline going out the pumps every day. There's an extra $100,000 in my pocket just because I can, and nobody says a word about it.
3: Well, it's supply and demand, right? They figure there's going to be more of a demand, so you're going to pay more to get the gas. I mean, that's 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 the brutality of capitalism, you yep. know? <laughs> And we love it. Yes.
4: And if you don't like it, you can walk.
3: <laughs> Thanks, Dan. I appreciate it. Good deal there. Alan, what about that one-word texting poll? And we're going to get in for uh, to Yaffe for an update here, and then we'll hit the text line and open Mind Monday.
4: Yeah, since around 7 o'clock, we've been asking, should Florida kill the death penalty? Text yes or no to 23680. Should Florida kill the death penalty? Text yes or text no to 23680.
1: Yes, the count right now is we have 88 people who say no. They like living in Budtopia, want to live in Budtopia, and
3: 11 people who say yes. All right, the voting is still open. We got long form textures on a host of hot topics on Open Mind Monday. What do you see? Well,
8: uh, when you're talking about the death penalty, someone here says yes, they should kill the death penalty, but they should also cut the hands off the guilty. Ooh,
3: wow. Old-fashioned justice there. Yeah, really, really, really nice when the textures from Saudi Arabia weigh in, Alan, Uh, you know. (laughs) I think maybe, you know, near the beginning
1: years of this country, we used to do like lashings. Yes. And stuff like this. Maybe we should go back
4: to that. Ah, those were the good old days. Or the the stocks in the town square. Yes, or the stocks. How about us public stoning? I love that. (laughs) Ooh, stoning. Now you're going way back.
3: Now here, this
8: person said that no, they do not think we should kill the death penalty. Example they gave is a man shot and killed three people in Daytona at the age of 18, and he got out when he was 21 and then killed this texter's sister the next day Mm. and is out now again and Mm. walking the streets.
3: You know, and and I'm interested in getting into this in the next half hour of Open Mind Monday before we wrap things up on this Monday morning by giving away Trans-Siberian Orchestra Christmas concert tickets to our Sound Judgment winner. That'll be at the tail end of the show, so hang around for that. It's a terrific prize. Uh, I asked how people are handling Thanksgiving with the extended family in this time of such political tension and division. Politics free zone declared, or do you welcome all the conversation around the table? Got a couple of great texts on that. Like to hear from you 407 916 5400. And uh, that's the phone line. And of course, the text line is 23680. News Now with my co host, Alan Spector. And hey, if you missed it over the weekend, we have Would You Believe Yet Another Candidate. For president among the Democrats.
4: That's right, Bud. Former New York City Mayor Michael Bloomberg officially announcing his candidacy on Sunday, sending out an Instagram video. I decided to run because
2: I think it's time for a change the top in the White House. Donald Trump's not been a good president. We need to change that. And also, this country is being pulled apart. We
5: need to pull it together and make sure that we help everybody across the country share in the great American dream.
4: Bloomberg announced he's jumping in the race for the 2020 presidential nom- uh, Democratic nomination in a series of tweets yesterday morning, accompanied by a $31 million TV ad blitz. He touted his experience in business, government, and philanthropy, saying it puts him in a unique position to win.
3: Do you think Bloomberg's the answer for the Democrats? Great question for your consideration on Open Mind Monday. Call us on Bloomberg, 407-916-5400, text line 23680.
4: This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. The Navy secretary is out over a controversy involving a Navy SEAL. In his resignation letter, Richard Spencer said... He and President Trump no longer see eye to eye in regards to the key principle of good order and discipline. The Navy was reviewing Eddie Gallagher's case to possibly strip him of his SEAL status after he is found guilty of posing for a photo with a corpse. A Chinese national charged with lying her way into the Mar-a-Lago club during a weekend President Trump was in residence, will be sentenced today.
10: 33-year-old Yu Jing Zhang was arrested earlier this year for lying to officers when trying to enter Mar-a-Lago in Palm Beach. She reportedly tried saying she was in town for a UN event, having traveled from China. After her arrest, Zhang was found to have a number of strange electronic devices. A jury convicted Zhang in September, and now prosecutors want her to spend time in federal prison. She's looking at 18 months behind bars. In Miami, Eben Brown, Fox News.
4: A teenager is accused of assaulting an elderly woman in Orange County. Mount Dora police arrested 19-year-old D'Angelo McKnight for Friday's incident outside a dollar store. The 93-year-old victim says he attacked her when she refused to give him any money, knocked her to the ground, and stole her car. He was caught after a chase that ended in Eustace, and the woman tells Fox 35 she hopes McKnight learns his lesson. SeaWorld is spending almost $1 million to help save an endangered whale species, the northern right whale, that's now gathered off the northeast Florida coast. The only real cabin ground that is known for the north Atlantic right whale is uh, in Jacksonville. So this is very much a Florida whale. Dr. Hendrick Nolan says the SeaWorld Bush Gardens Conservation Fund will help pay for new ropeless traps that can be used by people who fish for crab and lobster. Nolan says 85% of northern right whales are physically scarred after being caught up in rope lines, and many do not survive. Nolan says there are just over 400 northern right whales left at sea.
3: You know, I really like whales. Maybe one reason is we have right whales, but we have no left whales. Have you ever noticed that? Only right whales, just saying.
4: That's an excellent point, bud. Thank you. That's why I'm here. WFLA news time is 837. You don't have to miss any... (laughs) Yes, good morning. It's Orlando. true. Are there any
3: left whales, Melissa? You're shaking your head. <laughs> Only right whales. I'm passing on this. One. I'm
4: just saying. You want If you want to hear more of this, <laughs> just check out our <laughs> podcast on iHeartRadio. Our third hour continues now on Open Mind Monday. Somebody find me a left whale. There are none. They're left
3: speechless by your brilliance. Bud. Well, the the, the yeah. animal kingdom knows something. You know. <laughs> That a lot of humans don't know. All right? We got leftists. We got people on the right. But down there, only right whales.
1: Yeah, I think I saw one wearing a MAGA hat the other day. Well.
3: <laughs> anyway, it's <laughs> Open Cute. Mind Monday if you want to get serious, if you want to have fun. What's going on on the text line right now on Open Mind Monday? What's coming in?
1: Uh, yes, but we were, uh Thanksgiving is coming up, and we had some texts on that. One person said... We do a Festivus version at Thanksgiving dinner where each family member has to state their political views and then half the family breaks the other
3: half. Like breaks them <laughs> in half. Now, that, that's from the old Seinfeld episode, you yes, know, yes, yes. Frank Costanza and, you know, uh, and, and I got a list of grievances about you people. You know, and then we're going to have the feet of strength, you know, the whole deal there, and yeah, it
1: was crazy. Okay, Bernie. Here's um, another one that's
8: uh, on that same topic. They say, I always discuss politics over Thanksgiving dinner. It reduces my Christmas gift spending.
3: Bears <laughs> <laughs> it right down. Yep. Anybody else Bloomberg? Anybody weighing in on Michael Bloomberg? He's got endless money to spend getting into this thing. He used to be an independent, used to be a Republican, now he's running as a Democrat after he said he wouldn't. But he can throw endless money at this thing for ads. Is he going to be a player? What do the texters think?
1: I mean, we just had one person who said, ha, 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 Mm. LOL on Bloomberg.
4: Well, he's making people happy already. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, On the death penalty,
3: somebody texts, bring back the guillotine. Well, that certainly got it done quickly. Off with our heads. (laughs) (laughs) We're really getting barbaric here this morning. Um, How do you explain, we have one more section, uh, segment of Open Mind Monday before we give away Trans-Siberian Orchestra Christmas tickets to our sound judgment winner coming up in about 10 minutes or so. Don't call on that right now. But Shifty Shift is backing away from saying we're going right for impeachment here and we're going to get this done. He's all of a sudden waffling on it. And why do you think that is? He also explained, and I don't think he was truthful when he tried to tell us over the weekend, why they didn't call the whistleblower to testify. What do you think the truth is there? We talked about it earlier. And uh, for our audience, the Smartest in Talk Radio on Open Mind Monday, just a couple of ideas. If you got something else you want to talk about, if you can find a left whale in the ocean for me, uh, give me a call as well at 407-916-5400. Only right whales. I'm just pointing that out.
4: Yeah, you've pointed that out.
3: 407 916 5400. Text line <laughs> 23680. We're back right after we update Orlando's news. What are in traffic in two minutes on the Monday edition of Good Morning Orlando? Headlining a tragedy in Central Florida. A teenager is dead after a shooting in Volusia County. It happened on Saturday night in Daytona Beach on Keach Street. 18-year-old Eric Gordon was found shot in a car outside Campbell Middle School and was taken to the hospital where he passed away yesterday morning. Police say witnesses saw another person running from the car after the shooting, but no arrest has been announced and there's no word on a motive. Stay tuned for updates at least every 10 minutes on our top stories. You can count on it here in Good Morning Orlando.
2: Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, News Radio WFLA Orlando, and still on AM 540. Before we go to the phones
3: on Open Mind Monday, Yaffe, we have the answer. We have Mm -hmm. located the left whales.
1: Yeah, the left whales, according to one texter, are living in their parents' basement, that's where they are there you you go
4: alan you know i actually (laughs) i did just a little research during the commercial break yeah you know how right whales got their name and it's kind of sad they were what happened here i don't just
3: (laughs) i didn't cut you off go ahead (laughs) wasn't me i promise
4: all of a sudden my mic stopped working um uh right whales were called that because they were the right whale to hunt because they were slow-moving and floated to the service after they died.
3: Oh, that is kind of sad. Yeah. Mm, yep, blubber away. So, wow. So I, keep joking can. about the right whales, bud. Okay, group. I'll back off. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> anybody, anybody else want to talk about anything else, Alan?
4: Let's go to Robert in Oviedo and see what he wants to talk about. Hi, Robert.
9: Hey, we're, uh, you guys mentioned about you know, not discussing politics with Thanksgiving. I generally don't bring up politics with friends unless they bring it up first, but... I find instead of talking party or talking Trump, I just talk the numbers like, gosh, it's so nice to have 226-a-gallon gas when I drive over 2,000 miles a
6: month.
0: Or,
9: hey, my oldest daughter, you know, five years ago when she started her job, I had trouble getting hours. She's closing on her first house today. You know, things like that. Have you been shopping? Do you see how busy it is in the stores? And next year is predicted to be the highest amount of foreign overseas travel for Americans ever. So people must be feeling good about the economy and the next dollars coming in, I just ah. talk numbers.
3: Ah, talk you just kind numbers. of sneak it in on them, huh? <laughs> he brings sneak the research to the table.
9: Curveball, bud. Got through that curveball. Uh, Yeah, there Starts you are. Arguing. Good
3: stuff, Robert, and thank you for it. Um, hey, we have a one-word texting poll going on the death penalty. The Orlando Sentinel editorial all the weekend. They want to kill it. Uh, I do not, and we talked about it earlier. What? How are we doing on the texting poll, Mike?
1: Yes, we have um, 108 people who said no, they um, do not want to kill the death penalty, and 11 people who say yes, kill the death penalty.
3: All right, and the voting is still open. Here is Steve in Maitland. Good morning. You're on Open Mind Monday. Last caller. Go ahead, Steve.
6: Hey, good morning, bud. A couple things. to talk about the right whale, and and, and this age of, of left and right, liberal and Democrat, red state and blue state, let's not forget that the largest, most majestic whale is the blue whale <laughs> but the other thing is it's about <laughs> impeachment
9: <laughs> pretty good um I mean, the whole thing could be solved by one thing it, it, just if there's nothing to hide that's a phrase we heard the last eight years of the obama administration why
6: don't trump
3: oh no we lost him what is going on with the phones nobody's doing anything in here honest to goodness we all have Tons. our hands off here we don't kill phone calls
1: uh, yeah, I don't know what that was. All
3: right, we got a little bit of a gremlin in the system. We will try to exercise the gremlin in just in time to give away Trans-Siberian Orchestra Christmas concert tickets here in Orlando to our sound judgment winner. This is a prize so many would love to have. You can win it if you haven't won in a month. You're eligible by corporate rules to play our game right now. Get on the phone quickly, 407-916-5400. Free tickets to the Trans-Siberian Orchestra Christmas Concert and the toll-free is the only one open at 866-916-5400. Sound judgment, our grand finale on this Monday edition. Good morning, Orlando. After our final update on Orlando's news, what are in traffic coming your way in two minutes here on the 50,000-watt front porch? Since we're about to play our game, how about headlining this game? The Orlando Magic in Motown to take on the Detroit Pistons tonight. Orlando is 0-2 in the current four-game road swing following back-to-back losses in Toronto and Indiana. The Magic sit at 6-9 overall on the season. Updates at least every 10 minutes on the top stories. We do it for you on Good Morning Orlando.
2: From News Radio WFLA Orlando, this is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Henniger, Alan Spector, Michael Yaffe, and Melissa Fox.
3: Got a lot of business to do and not a lot of time to do it. We're going to have the final vote total in our one-word texting poll on whether or not to kill the death penalty here in Florida. We'll find out what Yaffe has in store for your ride home on PM Orlando. But now it's time for Sound Judgment and a great prize that we try to bring back for you every year about this time. Yeah, the
8: phones are on fire tonight trying to get a hold of this one. It's a four-pack of tickets to Trans-Siberian Orchestra's Christmas Eve and other stories at the Amway Center, Saturday, December 14th. You have a chance to win these tickets. Also, if you want, you just go to wflaorlando.com slash contest, and there's another contest there. But right now,
3: let's go ahead and give away a four-pack. Use your sound judgment. Oh, nice to have the orchestra with us here. Nice job making that happen, Yaffe. Brought in the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. All right, fellas, sit tight right now. Cool it with the music. We're going to play the game. Boy,
4: game a whole five seconds.
3: <laughs> hey, Come on. Wee. Precious airtime. For today's sound judgment game, we have a question about the newest entry in the Democrat presidential race. As Alan's been telling you, it's Michael Bloomberg, the former mayor of New York, who announced his candidacy Sunday, has been at odds with President Trump for years now, and relishes the idea of beating him in 2020. He definitely beats Trump in one category, money. Listen to some sound of Bloomberg bashing Trump and Trump returning the favor. Then use your sound judgment to tell me this. To the nearest one billion dollars, how much money does Michael Bloomberg have, according to Forbes magazine? I'm a New Yorker, and I know a con when I see one. We must unite around the candidate who can defeat a dangerous demagogue.
9: He will not do very well. And if he did, I'd be happy. There is nobody I'd rather run against than little Michael. That I can tell you.
3: <laughs> little Michael, but not so little when it comes to counting his fortune. To the nearest $1 billion, according to Forbes, how much money does Michael Bloomberg have? That's our question for the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Four-pack of tickets. Line one, take a crack at it. $58 billion. No, but you're not far off at 58 billion. Thank you. Open line. Grab it quick. You can win it. 407 916 5400. Line two to the nearest 1 billion. How many billion does Bloomberg have? 70. No, it's lower than the 58 from our first caller, okay? Uh, Another open line. Go ahead. Line three, you're up next. Go ahead to the nearest 1 billion. How many billion does Bloomberg have?
9: 55.
3: No, but you are oh so close. Line four, what's the number? I'll shoot for 54. We have a winner. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're fired up. You're going to the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. What about it? You're you're pumped up, aren't you?
0: Absolutely,
9: bud. I'd love to go to this. It's fantastic. (laughs) Who's going with you? Oh, my wife and probably my boys are my son and my daughter in law.
3: Well, just for the record, give me your first name first of all.
9: Hey, you know it, it's Glenn from Moss Park.
3: All right. And you haven't won in thirty days, you know the rules, right?
9: Yes. Yes, sir, I'm way over.
3: Yep, and uh okay, good on that score. According to Forbes, fifty four point four billion dollars mm. as of three days ago, the last count with Bloomberg. You know. That's I, amazing. Yeah. But it,
4: three days later it could be And and
3: he is what, Melissa? He's the what? The 14th richest person in the world. Didn't we have something like that early?
8: 14th or 19th in the world. Yeah, ridiculous. Makes Trump look like a piker. 14th in the world, 9th in the United States. Mm -hmm. Hey,
3: Glenn, you're going to the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Thanks. We're rewarding one of our loyal listeners here who uh, is our winner today and has been with us a long time. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. Great to have you with us, Glenn.
9: Thanks a lot, guys. I really appreciate it. Have a good Thanksgiving.
3: All right. Thank you. I'll put you on hold. You work things out for the tickets with Melissa. That's always a hot prize when we bring the Trans-Siberian Orchestra back here every year.
4: What a fantastic show that
3: is. It is, and it's different every year, which is just fantastic. Hey, for uh, the last couple of hours off the Sentinel editorial calling for an end to the death penalty in Florida, we've had a one-word texting poll to find out what folks think.
4: Should Florida kill the death penalty? Text yes or no to 23680, and Yaffe's been counting up the votes. What do you see?
1: Yes, so we have 11 people who say yes, they should kill it, but 113 people say no, they want to keep it.
3: There you go. The verdict is in. They want the deterrent of the uh, stiffest penalty that that we can impose on the worst among us.
1: Unlike death penalty cases, this does not have to be unanimous. You know, just a majority here.
3: Uh-huh, there in you are,. Thank you so. very much. <laughs> hey, what what about you and your family? Do you talk politics at the Thanksgiving table or or is it a politics free zone, know, yeah. or uh, how do you play it?
4: Well, my family, we're pretty much in agreement. I won't say what we agree on, but we do agree for the most part, but we don't it really get into discussions about politics. You know, we talk about family, about our kids, grandkids. Uh, that kind of thing at the Thanksgiving dinner. its It just doesn't feel like the place to get into that type of discussion. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, it comes up for me. It comes up every now and then, but it's kind of like Alan. We pretty much agree. So it's not a huge thing, but we'll talk about it. Yeah, no one ever wants to know my opinion. So there you have
3: it. <laughs> <laughs> I steer clear of it right now for family peace. We got, we got some in the extended family who don't see the world my way. For the ride home, Yaffe, what do you got for him on PM Orlando?
1: Well, you'll get to see the world my way, PM Orlando, 5 to 6 p.m.
3: <laughs> All right. Yaffe-topia, they call that, right? All right. <laughs> have a great day, everybody. Thank you so much. God bless you and God bless America.